0: This episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast is sponsored by Saved and Depressed, a suicide survivor's journey of mental health healing, and faith. After witnessing domestic violence and drug addiction as a child, I struggled with suicidal thoughts from the age of 12 years old and to my second suicide attempt at just 24 years old, which led me to being forced into the psychiatric unit. When I reached out to my church family, they their comments pulled me away from the church and ultimately God. Even though I understood that their hearts were pure and genuine They lack the education on how to handle mental health challenges. In my book, I address generational trauma. I share my darkest moments, insecurities, how I work toward healing and rebuilding a relationship with God. I even offer mental health resources. And it is my hope that when you are finished reading my book, that you will begin to prioritize your mental health and realize that you can pray and see a therapist at the same time. Seeking mental health treatment does not mean that you lack faith in God. My book can be purchased on Amazon and is also available for Kindle readers. Let's get into the show. Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies by simply sharing the stories of people of color who live and thrive with a mental illness and, of course, to normalize the mental health conversation. So, happy Memorial Day. And if you are anything like me, one of the first things that you do when you get your day started. If you know a new podcast episode is coming up, you open your podcast app. So y'all getting this episode just a little late, but if you have any plans this weekend, well, this day, I hope that you enjoy this time with family and friends, or if you're working, then you're making some extra money, but whatever you're doing, I hope that you are taking care of your mental health. So I also want to again just thank anyone who has sent me any feedback about the book. I'm getting really, really great feedback and it's really warm. It's just, it's good to just hear the feedback from things. Um, Just because you don't always know the impact that you're making, but when I get listened to what people say about the book, it really does mean a lot. And I know that the work that I'm doing is needed. So thank you to everyone who has supported and got a copy of their book. If you didn't, please be sure to do so. This Friday, I will be at the Peer Resource Fair, the Peer Passport Resource Fair, which is uh, in Montgomery County. It's in Gaithersburg, Maryland. I will leave the link in the show notes so that if you're in the area and you would like to have come to the event and get your book signed and meet me and all that good stuff, you can do that there. And then on the same day, from 7.30 to 9.30, my gym is having a spa night. The tickets are $10. Um, There will be henna tattoos and I think massages and a few other things that are happening at the event. So I'll be sure to leave that in the show notes as well. Today, I was really struggling to figure out what we were going to talk about because I, I do want to say that For anyone who listens to the podcast, y'all, please send in any topics. You can email them to me or slide in any one of my DMs on social media because I want to make sure that the topics that I'm covering is relevant and is something that's important to you. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So on today's episode, I figured that I would talk about something that I have been thinking about over, let's say the past week, it's been really on my mind. So I've talked about, if you listen to the podcast, if if you've been listening from the beginning, I've talked about my desire of not wanting to start a family. Um, And I don't know if I got into all of the details about what my reasonings were, but for some reason, I have been thinking about it a lot lately. And I was like, you know what, this will be something good to talk about on the podcast. So I was doing some research. And I remember talking to my friend, and she's like, I don't know too many people who do research on motherhood before they become a mother, but I'm very analytical, so that's just how I am. So anyway, I was thinking about when I when I had an interview with Lauren Hope on the podcast last year, and we both shared our desire of not wanting to have children. And one of the things that came up for us was because some of our mental health challenges and there is a possibility that that could be passed down to children. And for me, I'm like, I don't think that's something that I know. Yes, I would be equipped to handle it, but it it shows up differently. And I know that if the things that I went through when it comes to my mental health, it would break my heart if I watched a child, a one of a child that I had go through the things that I went through. So that was one of the reasons behind it, too. That wasn't the only reason. But I was talking to my therapist about it and she was like, well, Takiya, even if someone doesn't have a mental illness, their children or their child could still uh, wind up getting a mental illness or having a mental illness so there's no guarantee it's kind of like 50 50 a parent could not have any mental illness and then their kid could um and so I was like yeah I understand that I get that but I also think about it's because of the space that I currently am in my life I'm currently in a space in my life where I'm really focusing on myself and I'm focusing on growing my business, I'm focusing on my physical health, I'm focusing on my mental health, my spirituality, and there are so many things that I want to do that if I was to have a child, not saying that I couldn't do some of those things, it would have to be altered or it would have to be pushed back further. And that's not something that I want to do. Part of it is because I remember talking to my therapist about it is, I have been watching children, helping babysit children since I was nine years old. I helped raise some of the some of my siblings. Well, actually, all of my siblings. I helped raise them. I have a cousin who's like a sister to me, and I started changing diapers at nine years old. So some of the things that my peers were worried about, like growing up in my childhood, whether it was like middle school and high school, some of my peers didn't see they they weren't experiencing the things that I was experiencing. So, no, my mother didn't necessarily force me to help with the children. But as the oldest, I naturally wanted to do what I could. So I remember in high school, right, I took child development. I also worked in a daycare. (laughs) So I took child development in high school and we had the option of you can pick if you want an egg for your baby that you have I think it's for a week or two weeks that you have to take care of or you can pick like the doll baby and you remember the I don't know if you guys had this experience but like the doll is like a real baby and the teacher controls how cranky the baby gets so like there were people who had the baby doll like the baby would like go off in class or like go off in the middle of the night and you had to like pick which one you wanted and just at 16 years old I was like I want the egg. First of all, because my little sister was not even one years old and there was a real baby in the house. And then there were my other siblings that were all, they were all under the age of eight. So there was, they were all very young when I was in high school. And so there was toddlers in the house. There were my brother, I think at the time he may have been like, Seven, but all the children were really young. There was none of them was under. They were under eight years old, and so I was like, "Yeah, nah, give me the egg." Like, and mostly everyone in the class picked the doll baby. So yeah, that that goes to show you. Like, it has been. And then on top of that, when I would leave high school, I went and I worked at a daycare Monday through Friday after I got out of school. So, yeah, I have always been around children. And so I realized the sacrifices that a lot of parents have to make when it comes to their children. And I personally don't think that I want to make those sacrifices. Um, Part of it. So I remember and I was telling my therapist too that. I remember growing up. I thought that as a woman, I should want to be a mother. Um, Like, Because when you think about it, people often say like when you become a mother or when you have children, it's like society places this expectation on you that you should want to be a mother. It's never from the standpoint if you want to be a mother or if you want to have children. And I had to learn to define my womanhood for myself. And I was watching this TED talk. From, this, from a lady who um, got her tubes tied because she said she didn't want to have children. I told you I was doing research. I was reading articles. I was watching videos. I was talking to people in my life who are mothers, asking them questions. Did they know that they always wanted to be a mother or, or what have you? But so I was watching this TED Talk and she said something that really stood out to me. She said, motherhood is an extension of womanhood, but it's not the definition. I'll say that again. She said motherhood is an extension of womanhood, but not the definition. And that really stood out to me because when sometimes when I say that to people, like, I don't think I want children, they kind of look at me like I got foreheads. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, why wouldn't you want to bear children? And the thing is, I'm not completely against it. I'm leaning more towards no than I am yes. Um, and so I remember my therapist asking me, she said, "Well, to kid, do you have to decide now?" And I'm like, no, absolutely I do not. I mean, I still have about another what 11 or 12 years before I turn 40, you know, when your biological biological clock starts kind of ticking and you have to start figuring certain things out because your body is changing. But no, I don't have to decide that, you know, as far as traveling the world, I really want to be real, well-traveled. And also, like, I see myself being, like, the big auntie, like, in the sense that, like, I, you know, plan to start a scholarship fund. If you heard anything about the billionaire who wrote the checkout and paid off all the student loans of the Morehouse graduates this year, like, I want to do stuff like that. You know, I want to start a scholarship fund. I, I am the godmother. I have two godchildren, and I'm very involved in their lives. I'm very involved in my siblings' life. I have little cousins. And so I enjoy spending time with all of them and doing things with them and having um, an impact in their life and exposing them to certain things. But at the same time, the thing is, I can give them all back to their parents. I'm not As a parent, you can't decide, oh, I I don't want to be a mom no more and I'm just going to throw the kids away. I mean, well, you could if you wanted to, but technically, like, you're always going to be a parent. So it was something that I wanted to talk about because I was like, I don't know if there are other people who who struggled with this or or have these thoughts. But my therapist was like, well, part of the reason why it's probably on your mind, because I'm in that age, that prime age range where people are like in their late 20s or early 30s and they're either getting married or they're having children. So you're seeing it a lot. So it's probably at the top of mind for you. And so I was like, yeah, that that could be it. And so I remember talking to my aunt and I talked to my grandmother and my mother and I asked them and I was like, did y'all know that y'all always wanted to be Moms and they were like, Yeah, we always knew that we wanted to be moms, but we didn't plan on becoming moms when we did. Like, basically, they felt like they became a mom too soon. Or they they weren't planning to become a mother, I guess, when they did. But they always knew that they wanted to be a mom. And so I think it's important that as women that we do define things for ourselves. We define success for ourselves. Because what about women who can't have children? Does that make them less of a woman? Um, There are so many other... When you think about all the children that are in foster care, people can become foster parents. People can adopt. There are so many... Children in the United States alone who don't have families. And so I just, you know, I thought about that because I think it's important that we don't judge people for the decisions that they make. Because I think about there are people who have children when they know good and well they should not be parents. But, you know, I can't, <laughs> I'm not God. I can't say who should have kids and who shouldn't. But there are people out there who there are, so there are people who have children and they are not the best parents. They don't treat their children, uh, the way that they should be treated or not, or they're not there for their children. And those children end up broken and they become broken adults and they have to put the pieces back together, um, as adults. So I just think about all of that. And so for me, I was like that. I really have to define what those things mean to me because just for instance, like, yes, I do have the desire to be married, but what about women who don't have the desire to be married? Does that make them less of a woman? And so, no, it doesn't. I think it's important. Again, it goes back to defining things for yourself, defining success for yourself, defining fulfillment, because some women may feel like if they don't have a family and if they're not married then they will never be fulfilled. I, for, I only can speak for Takiyah, I, I, I feel fulfilled right now in what I have. And I know fulfillment may look different for every person and fulfillment may also change for me. But for where I am in my life, I feel fulfilled. I feel whole. Of course, there are things that I, that I desire out of life and there are other things that I want to accomplish, But for where I am, I'm really grateful because I've done a lot of work in my life and I'm not looking for a man or a child to come in and fill any holes in my heart. And I think a lot of times, sometimes people think that relationships or even children because you're like, oh, I want to be a parent because I want to give the love to my child that I never had. I mean, yeah, that's That can be the case, but at the same time, because we know that our children, in most cases, or we think that they should love us unconditionally because we want to receive the love that we didn't receive, but at the same time, we're placing an expectation on a child to fill a void in our heart. And so I think that before anyone makes any decision, especially in terms of bringing children into this world and deciding to get married, that we are whole that we have done our own work and that we don't give the expectation or place the or place the expectation that this is what someone else should do because that's not fair to them. Now you have this unspoken expectation and you don't even realize that you're probably placing it on them because it could be a, a subconscious thing. So for me I was like, this is a lot for me to take in and it's a lot for me to think about. And so I don't I don't know too many people who (laughs) who probably think this way or decide or feel like they are making a decision. It doesn't even have to be children. It could be a career. It could be school. No matter what it is, you feel like you have to do something because it's what society says you should do. It's because of what your religion says you should do. It's because of what your parents say or what your peers are doing, but what are the things that you're going to do for yourself and you're figuring out how to make decisions on your own and you're also, it's coming from a whole place, not a place of you being broken. And that's why I wanted to talk about my experiences on a day-to-day of the things that I think about and the things that I go through. Because I know that I'm not the only one who thinks these things. I may be the only one who say it and is upfront about some of the things that I experience. But other people, you know, experience the very same things. Or if not, if it's not the same things, it's similar. Um, I also, it's interesting, I read I was reading an article on parents who regret being parents. Which was like I know some people are like oh my gosh how could you but I think in in the end parent parenting motherhood fatherhood being a parent has its peaks and its valleys you know I spoke to people who are parents and they said there are good times and there are bad times and for them you know overall the good outweighs the good outweighs the challenging times for them and I think I don't know there are a lot of times people don't realize what they're getting into until they get into it. And so I think with me having experience um, watching children um, and helping raise children, and I know it's, yes, it's still very different when you give birth and you have this little person that you helped create and it came out of you. It's it's different. I, I you know, it's different. I can't speak from that because I'm not a parent, but I know it's definitely very different. Um, But at the same time, again, like I said, it goes back for me when I think about all the things that I want to accomplish and the things that I want to do. And I thought about like legacy. So it's interesting because people often talk about leaving a legacy behind. And I remember talking to my therapist and I said, well, that's a very narrow way for people to think about legacy. Because I remember my friend was like, well, what are you going to do when you get old? Like who's going to take care of you? And I was like. Well, I'll have nieces and nephews or whatever, something like that. I said, she's like, yeah, but what about your own children? And I said, well, I didn't think about this at the time when I was talking to my friend. But in therapy, I was talking about it. I said, well, there's no rule that says that when your children get older and your parents are getting older and they're towards the end the end stages of their life, that their children have to take care of them. That probably sounds very mean. And I remember I told this to my mom. She's like, what? You're not going to take care of me? I was like, no, that's not what I'm saying. But parents have the expectation or society or people have the expectation that your children are going to take care of you. You would think that with all of the sacrifice that you've made and you have raised them and everything that you've done for them, that in return, they will want to do that for you. And I think and I do have the expectation or I think that, you know, children should. But at the same time, they don't have to. So that was something I talked about in therapy too. And I said, when we think in terms of legacy, leaving behind a legacy is not only leaving children behind. Because when you think about it, there can be people who leave, who pass away and they leave their children dead. You know, they leave their children Possibly if they have if they had a, sh- a strange relationship with their children, they're leaving those broken pieces. So I think about all of that. And for me, when I think about legacy, I'm like, I want to pass down wealth. So I I am the oldest of seven children. So I want to be able to leave down generational wealth to my siblings, to my nieces and to my nephews. I want to. Well, I don't have nieces or nephews yet, but I believe that I will with having um, six siblings under me. (laughs) Um, And so but I do have the desire of wanting to leave money, wanting to leave resources down for my family, even if I decide that, you know, children are not for me. Um, But I talked about, you know, wanting to start a, a scholarship fund. And for instance, I think about Oprah. So Oprah doesn't have any children, but she will leave a legacy. There are, you know, organizations that she's been a part of, money that she's donated. And she people for generations to come, people will know who Oprah is because of the foundation that she's laid in the empire and the business that she's grown. So people are always going to know about her. Now, I don't know if I'm going to be as big as Oprah that I can't say, but what I can say is the comparison that I'm making is leaving something down outside of a physical uh, like a human being, you know, leaving money behind, leaving a business behind, so leaving leaving a home behind or multiple properties behind that people can sell or live in that you leave you leave those things for your family. And when I think of legacy, that's what I think of. I don't limit it to um legacy as far as me leaving a child behind and so it's something that I even talk briefly about in the book too but I just I just think it's important again it goes back to us defining things for ourselves and I'm just at a space in my life where I'm enjoying my life where I intend to travel a lot where I am planning to you know buy a home in the next few years I am continuing to pay off debt, and I think about children are also very, very expensive. I personally don't know if all of the sacrifices and the things that go into being a parent, if I want that for myself. And I know someone could be listening, or if they hear me talking about it in person, they probably look at me sideways. But at the same time, I think it's important that, you know, you are you know who you are and you again define those things for yourself. So it was just something that I wanted to share with you all because it's something that has been on my mind. And when I think about mental health, you know, there are when parents are dealing with their own stuff and then they also have the stuff of their, the stressors or the things that their children may be going through, it can be a lot Like, it is not easy being a parent. And I don't know. I mean, people do it all the time, you know, when there are parents going to school and working full time and going to school full time or owning a business. Like, there are people who do it. I'm not saying that it's not possible, but I don't know if I want that for me. So, again, let me know what, what your thoughts are. How are you defining success for yourself? How are you defining legacy for yourself? How are you defining motherhood for yourself? How are you defining womanhood for yourself? And it's really important that you take the time and sit with these expectations that you feel as though society has placed upon you and that you dismantle those and you say, you know what? No, I don't think this is for me or this is for me. But making sure that it's coming from a place of I know myself and I know what works for me and I'm not doing this because this is what someone else says I should do. So you all enjoy your Memorial Weekend and I will talk to you next week. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health. But please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.